What's happening? J. Martin Ramon, 1045 The Zone, powered by our great friends and partners over at All Four Seasons Garage Doors. All four of the number four. All four seasons garage.com slash Nashville. Go there to learn more. 150 years combined. Residential commercial experience. Step up your garage door game. We're looking forward to doing a lot more with them as stuff continues to get back to normal. And football season approaches, which means it's definitely the season of lists. We had a lot of fun with that last week. Had somebody say, oh, there's another quarterback's list. Which outlet this time? <laughs> and I said, no, this one's different. I actually like these lists. Yeah. I like Sando's quarterback tiers list. And I like these. And Jeremy Fowler's the one that looks like he's kind of putting all this together mm-hmm. based on the votes. And Jeremy Fowler will join us in the final hour of the show. Dave McGinnis for his weekly appearance. Next segment, you always want to hear from Coach Mack. But this list is not media people. That's why I like it a little better. Mm-hmm. We surveyed, this is how it's described every time. We surveyed more than 50 league executives, coaches, scouts, and players to help us stack the top 10 players at 11 different positions. And then there's last year's list and things like that. So this one I like a little bit better. And so the quarterback is today. Mm. And these lists are also identifying the best players right now. It's not a projection five years down the road, and it's not what have you already done. It's not an achievement award. It's today. That's how it's set up. Tomorrow is the running backs, which ought to be interesting. Oh. Wide receivers on the 14th, also going to be interesting. So the next two days are going to be real interesting from a Tennessee Titans perspective. Titans. That's what I was going to say. It was even cooler as you're in these conversations. You may have two in the wide receiver list. I'm curious to see mm-hmm. at least. If Man, I'll just say this now. Running backs are tomorrow, you said. Yes. Derrick Henry's, Henry's not what, top what? We know he's 10. If he's, he's at not least top 10. three, they're wrong. If he's in the top three somewhere, you can make an argument. I'm not going to get very upset if Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara are there. Getting about the one, though. I probably am. McCaffrey. Yeah, no, I'm no. You're not putting them up. No. Oh, see, this is why this one's going to be interesting. I agree because I don't know that Derrick Henry will finish first. In my book, he should, if not Kamara. I think it's him and Kamara. And then you get to some other guys. Because this is what you're seeing. What you're saying with these executives is is not like fantasy points and stuff like this. No, this, this is, is the best player. in the league today. <laughs> gotcha. All right, quarterback list number one. I don't know that we have to really debate that one. Patty. Yeah. Yes. Easy. Somebody had him as low as three. The vice, the head vice, and just punch. Yeah, Walk just, by. It ain't even got to be a hard punch. Always going to be a misunderstanding if I see you on the street. <laughs> Straight up. Number two. Number two, Aaron Rodgers. If he plays. Somebody <laughs> has him as low as four. If he plays. Somebody's got him as low as I don't. I, I don't love it, to man. see the rest of that. Don't list. get it at all. Number three. Tom? Tom Brady? Yes, that's right. Okay. Ron Burgundy. Somebody <laughs> had him as low as six. I can see Tom being as low as six, right? He was seventh last year. Importance, number one. That's a, interesting. Who's more important, Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady? More important. I just I don't know what the Chiefs are without Patrick Mahomes. Okay. And of okay. course I don't know what the Bucks are without Tom because Tom's brought the show with him. Every single time. I think time. it's a that's a we need to that's a debate that's of its own. Deba- you see what I'm saying? Making. So four you said a three is Tom. Four have you said four yet? Hang on a second. <laughs> We're here and we don't have video. So oh, I just want to oh, see if Shafer oh, was in the no room. Video, I think oh. you forgot to click that one back on when we came back. 
We'll get it taken care of. It doesn't matter. Oh, don't trip. We're, We're fixing Ramon's camera. Yeah, what? Ramon's camera oh, froze. That's right. Make it, okay, I get it. Which this people said you made a turtle face. I did make a turtle face. In turtle face. We can't see y'all. Cool, 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 Zach. Hey, Cousin Mike, handle Zach for us, please. Last year, this was just it was just Colts versus everybody else. It was it was that all last week throughout YouTube chats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's so many comments that came through on YouTube last hour. There we go. We're back. All right, here we go. Tom Moore. I'll give him top observation real fast. After careful consideration, I'm going to need you guys to open up a combination gas station barbecue joint called J-Mart and Ramones. <laughs> Presented without context. We can do it. That ain't wrong right there. We can do it. Absolutely. With the uh, with the park benches right there at Sables. That's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, number four in the quarterback ranking. Number four, uh, Josh Allen. Nope. Oh, uh, Russell. Yes. Okay, all right, I'm tripping. Somebody had him as low as nine. Oh, my God. Number five is Josh Allen. Okay, five, Josh Allen. Somebody had him as low as nine and as high as two. High as two? Somebody had Russell Wilson as high as two as well. Number six. Now it just gets interesting. Now now I think you can actually start to have some debates. Lamar Jackson. Nope. Ooh. Justin Herbert. Nope. Mr. Dak, Capers. Dak, Dak. I bet there's no Colts quarterback on this list. <laughs> nope, not Dak either. It ain't Dak either. Uh, Jameis Winston. <laughs> because it sounds like this list is about to get ludicrous, man. Um, need some of these hints. Ryan Tannehill. No, it's not Tannehill. This is number six on the mm-hmm. list. Kyler Murray. Nope. Who else is out there? Matthew Stafford. Stafford. Are we really putting that much stock in? Somebody Stafford? has him as low as thirteenth, as high as four. Just, Last year he was tenth. Now you add him to McVay, and I think I think they're looking at what they think he will be now. In a with new McVay. system with weapons and with a talented offensive mind as a head coach. You, you know what's interesting? The same way they kind of look at Orlando Brown with the with the Chiefs is kind of how I look at like Matt Stafford with with uh, McVay and the Rams. Like I, I I think it can work, but I still want to see it though. Like what they did as far as like so it's it, they over fifty people, but they look at I think they're talking to players at the positions as well. Yeah. NFL quarterback said him going to L.A. with Sean and that offense will be great for his already massive abilities. This will be the deciding factor on who he is. Always top 10 because of his talents, and AFC scout said his ceiling is how he makes plays when the Rams need it late in the year. Some feel he'll let you down at some point. Maybe that's true, maybe not. We're about to find out. He's just good. First four weeks, that first month of the season, if he's able to get that Detroit what do you want to call it? Stank off of him, mm-hmm. I guess, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Then I'll I'll look more into this list. But like, okay, all right, cool. This is a go. I still look at like how is it gonna work? Really good player, his talent, yes, but yes, but is where I'm with him. Number seven, Kyler. Nope. God, Lee, Lamar. Nope. Kirk Cousins at this nope. point. Uh, Baker. Nope. Hmm. Dak. Dak. Lowest ranking, 14th. Somebody had him 14th. He was ninth last year. And 7th was his highest ranking, and that's where he finished. He surpassed Lamar Jackson in a really close race. Uh, 
because Lamar is ace. Somebody had him as high as five and lowest unranked. Mm. Had him outside the top 15 is what that means, I think. So you say Lamar is eight right yeah, now? Yeah, he's eight. He's Nine. High as six, as low as unranked. Last year was unranked because he was a rookie. Kyler. No. No. Uh, Justin. Yeah, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. And number 10 is Kyler. His lowest ranking is unranked. His highest ranking is eight. So Tannehill's not in your top 10 there. Oh. And me personally mention. right now. I find it hard to put Kyler Murray above Tannehill right now as a player because I know what Kyler Murray has to work against in mm-hmm. Arizona with his own coaching staff. <laughs> yeah. Also receiving votes, Matt Ryan, Derek Carr, Ben Derek Roethlisberger, Carr. which I don't I don't know at this point. I put Ben before Derek Carr though. Golly. Ryan Tannehill, NFL coordinator. He's solid, not elite, but incredibly efficient. You can win big with that with the right supporting cast. Which we said before, which if things are right, has. Tannehill can win you a Super Bowl. Yes. That's what Robert May said when he was on with us a couple of months ago. Solid, too. not great. Yeah. The rest of the honorable mention list, Joe Burrow, Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, and Carson Wentz. Veteran NFL offensive player, good line and running game, plus Frank Reich will be absolutely perfect. It's Carson Wentz. Yes. Broken Carson Wentz. Yes. I just I can't put Kyler Murray over Ryan Tannehill right now. There's a lot of narratives we got to see play out this year. So we, 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 we'll get back to this list, I think. We got Coach Mack coming up next. Maybe we can talk to him a little bit about this. As well, I mean, look, lists can be subjective, but this is guys being surveyed inside the league. Yeah. I think what they say about Tannehill indicates you should still feel pretty good about it. Yeah, no, that's not a slight, I don't think. Not compared to some of the other things that you read in some of these about these other honorable mention guys. Yeah. I just, I've got Tannehill. If we're looking at this list, I've got Tannehill above Kyler Murray. I, I need to see more from Kyler Murray right now. Before yeah. I get there, Mr. Cable says, what's his nuts? Got an honorable <laughs> mention? No, Wentz's nuts did. Wentz's nuts did. Coach Mack is coming up next. He is definitely not what's his nuts. No, he's not. He's so we will uh, we will do our weekly chat with Dave McGinnis when we come back here. J. Martin Ramon, 104.5 The Zone. Mm-hmm. Welcome back in. J. Martin Ramon, 104.5 The Zone. Powered by all four seasons garage doors here in Nashville. 11-year NFL veteran, ball for life, Ramon Foster. Jonathan Schaefer, I'm Jason Martin. We're on Twitter at J. Mart and Ramon. <laughs> Healthcare coverage from Farm Bureau Health Plan is like an extra set of pads when you need them the most. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947, which is one year shy of Dave McGinnis' NFL career, which began, I believe, in 1946. Is that right, Coach Mack? Yeah, that's close. How we doing, J-Mart? Ramon, welcome back, man. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that, Coach. Good morning. Um, good morning. Yeah, Rhett did a, Rhett did a nice job of uh, of filling in for you, but I'm glad you're back. I appreciate that, Coach. I needed a little break. You know how that goes. So yeah, I'm taking a little break myself. I'm out. I'm out with the family out in West Texas. We're getting ready to have a big family get together out here, and I'll hang here for a few days, and then make a little make a little trip to to L.A., and then I'll be back in Nashville. And it's about time to go. Are yeah. you uh, hog hunting out there? I got to ask. That's the only thing I can think of. Like you're in Texas. Are you hog hunting anything? My brother and I are probably going to jump in my sister's ranch pickup and drive to the ranch and. Uh, he was just showing me his guns last night, and uh, we might look for a few. See, I figured, I figured, yeah. winning, winning Texas. So you in Texas? Are you totally out in terms of the football world? Like, are you totally separate from it this last bit of time no. before you come back, or are you still working? You know what, Jay Martin? It's a good question because mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I've I've, I've kind of closed down a little bit. I had a, a couple of calls 
uh, yesterday with a, a couple of college coaches, uh, you know, around here that I might go visit. Uh, of course, when you say going to go visit in West Texas, guys, I mean, driving 60 miles is like going around the corner, you know, out here in, in West Texas. So I might go visit a couple of guys, but, uh, you know, of course, I still keep up keep up with what's going on. But this is this is a time really that, that and we've talked about this on previous shows in the last couple of weeks uh, with you guys is that you know you've got to you've got to be able to to decompress a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, before you get, before you get started. And this, uh, and we also talked about this too. Once the Fourth of July is over, I mean, it's a downhill racer. You know, staff's coming back to twenty fourth. Players will be back to twenty seventh. Teams that are playing in the Hall of Fame game are coming back a week earlier than that, so it's on top of us, guys. Coach, have you ever done the Hall of Fame game before? I think I think we, I talked to Ramon about this, and he basically talked about how nobody wants to play in that game, and the turf is a problem, and there's all sorts of reasons why that's that's not something players and, and coaches are a big fan of. Coached in it four times. Coached in it four times, uh, and 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 really really didn't bother me a, a lot uh coming to camp early uh i tell you what we were in the hall of fame game one year we we came we came to camp early and that was back in the day when you still had you know five weeks of, of camp i mean real mm-hmm. camp you know with two days and, and everything and so that made it that made it a six-week deal that was that was a long time but uh, we really didn't uh, mind it i mean the best one that i remember memory wise if we want to go down memory lane real quick with the titans is when uh Jeff Fisher pulled the, the fake punt with A.J. Trapasso, you know, there uh, when we were playing Buffalo and, and went for a touchdown. And I was about ready to come out of the booth then. The game was over then as far as I was concerned. We had worked all, on that all week so that he could spring that on Bobby April, who was their special teams coach over there at Buffalo, and uh, that worked. And plus, uh, that was the year that Ralph Wilson was inducted. And, of course, you know, he and uh, – and, and Mr. Adams was out there with us. Uh, the, the cool, cool thing about that trip was was the Hall of Fame uh, closed down and just gave each team separately on separate nights uh, or uh, separate days you know, a, a tour of the Hall of Fame. You know, mm-hmm. as much as much time as you wanted in there. That was that was it was a good trip. So I, I that didn't bother me a lot. Uh, when it comes down to that game, though, the evaluation of players is always big, man. Um, but, of course, you got to be able to manage, you know, guys and, and what you're doing. That extra week can mean a lot for an older guy or even for your young guys. What was the hardest part as far as just being able to manage that extra week? Was it, it, it because there is no practice that has just like dead time. Um, so what was the mindset going into an extra week of camp? Well, and it, it was it, it, uh, that you're, you're talking like a, like a, a former player that understands <laughs> camp. So what we did when we came in there, we already had it in our mind who we were going to play in that game. And so the first part of that camp, everybody got work, but the players that we were going to play and evaluate got the most work mm-hmm. during that week leading up to it. Because when you and that's that's back when we had four preseason games. Remember, and so that you know that extra fifth game that was a lot. We didn't play any veterans in that first game, yeah. none. Yeah, coach. Um, earlier we went through a list, and this was a legit list, coach. This wasn't one of your your, your throwaway lists. This was former was okay. it, execs and and front office and scouts, NFL scouts that did this list that Jay um, that Jay read off earlier, and we went through hey, the all. Hey, Ramon, Ramon, yes, Ramon. When you and Jay Martin, when you tell me this is a legit list from you two. Then I believe you. So yeah, let's go. This isn't one of this isn't one of the this isn't one of the stupid lists. It's not a media list. It's not mm-hmm. a hot take list. It's similar to the Sando quarterback tiers list that okay, he did good. for I years. Like Mike Sando. Yeah. So yeah. I think the, I think the point here and where Ramon was going okay. was 
in interior offensive linemen, mm-hmm. uh, Roger Saffold is number seven in the league, according to these guys, according to scouts and executives and players and coaches at the position. And Taylor Lewan yeah. is seventh in the tackles list. So you've got two really solid sort of check marks next to those guys and Nate Davis. And that spells really good things. I mean, you should feel yeah. optimistic as a Titans fan, not just about the weapons that you have, but also the protection of those weapons. No, I agree. And, and, and let me just say, because I was with Roger, you know, for five seasons before I came here and before he came here. I know what Roger Saffold is. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he's an, he's an exceptional physical talent. I mean, he's very, he's very gifted. I mean, he, he is. And, 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 and Taylor Lewan, Taylor Lewan is special. I mean, betting him coming out, I mean, this guy's a big, long guy yeah. that's nasty. I mean, once he gets his hands on you, you're done. Uh, and so, yeah, and both of them, they're side to side, and they're both paid like it. I mean, they're yeah. both paid like, you know, they're, they're that type of player, which they are. So I, I agree with that. You know, and, of course, clearly you need both of them healthy side by side, yeah. you know, for this season to do what we want to do. That's clearly, you know, what we need. Yeah, I think Ben Jones is a huge part of that offensive line. A lot of times centers get overlooked for whatever reason. But I think Ben Jones has been a huge, you know, solidifying uh, uh, cementing force for that offensive line. And, and Nate Davis, guys, we, we talk about rookies coming into the league. And, I mean, Nate Davis really basically, you know, lost a whole lot of his rookie development his rookie year because he got hurt, right. you know, when he come in for that training camp. But he has done nothing but get better. He has gotten better, you know, both being able, you know, to understand what's going on. He's gotten better physically. He's gotten better spatially understanding what's happening in there because Ramon can attest to this better than anybody can about how quick and fast things happen and work in there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that, that should, that, that's a good thing. I mean, that, that should be a strength of this football team. The position at right tackle is going to be very interesting. Yeah. I am going to be very interested as I'm sure a lot of other people are to watch that position uh, evolve you know, throughout the training camp and then in the three preseason games. But uh, I can't say I disagree with that because, first of all, I know both of those players, uh, you know, of course all of them, but, you know, I know Roger, you know, very well. And, uh, you know, he and Taylor Lewan together, that's one of the better left sides when they're healthy in the league. And, and, and that's the, the beauty of the way, you know, John Robinson, the front office, has has developed this uh, this roster. Also, is you look at a very solid left side of the line, which you got to be when your blind side is the quarterbacks, uh, when when that's your blind side. But like you said, this battle of this right side from right guard over, well, not really right guard, but whatever's gonna, whoever's going to be the starter at right tackle is going to be very interesting. But they have some veterans, some real good veterans to lean on to cultivate the rest of this offensive line, Coach. you got to just tip your hat at the way they've put this roster together. Well, Ramon, you make a real good point there, and I hope our listeners are uh, have zeroed in on what you just said. They have got some veterans over there on that right side, you know, that that are going to be able to to do the things initially that you need done, and then Dylan Radens will have a chance to develop, you know, behind those guys. And however quickly he comes along, that's up to him. But the fact that he doesn't have to come in and right now be the guy. Maybe be the guy eventually, but mm-hmm. he's got some veterans that he can develop behind while the other four of them are really solid together and coalescing. And you know as well as I do, Ramon, if you have if if you have four of the five mm-hmm. that you, you are definitely solidified with and know what's going on, and then veterans on the other spot where you're developing a young and upcomer, uh, you should be in pretty decent shape. When they drafted Radiance, you know, I went out on a limb and said 
you know, immediately. I think he will be one of the seven active right from the start on wow. game day. And so it's going to be interesting to watch what happens on that right side. But what is happening on that right side, you know, is, is, is all connected to the, the strength from the left side on over. And if everybody stays healthy in that group, that, sh- that is a very solid group. Not should be, is. Another thing, uh, another one of the lists, the same, same group, I guess it would be different uh, coaches and players at, at different positions there. Talked about interior defensive linemen last week, and Jeff was sixth. Big Jeff, Big Jeff was sixth, and one uh, AFC scout said, hey, nobody is Aaron Donald, but this guy might be the closest that we've seen. And somebody in the NFC said, dude basically was playing on one leg and was still awfully good, <laughs> and quote, he's coming. We know he's coming. Big time praise for Big Jeff. Yeah, and, you know, let's, let's just go back to vetting him coming out. I remember standing in Mike Keith's office, and, and John Robinson came by before that draft, and I just got through watching, you know, Big Jeff and, 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 and John Robinson and I and, and uh, Mike were just talking about players coming up in the draft, and I just I said, you know, this kid at Mississippi State, I just watched him, and, and he, John Robinson looked at me and went, oh, yeah. Mm. You know, and so – to me, uh, you know, uh, John Robinson did a, a, a really good job of being able to foresee into the future of his kid. Look, this guy is is as violent as they come, and that's the first thing that stood out to me was how violent he played and how much he was playing on the other team's side of the line of scrimmage. Plus, you got a big man that can move. Now, mm-hmm. the difference between he and Aaron Donald, of course, you know, I was there with the Rams when we drafted Aaron Donald too, inventing him. You know, he's a he's a, a, a shorter guy, but his movement ability and his strength. Is is equal to a guy you know uh, physically bigger than Aaron Donald is, but but his his quickness and his strength and his immediacy in his movements and his tenaciousness is what makes Aaron Donald you know the elite of the elite as to what he's done ever since he's come into the league. Here's what Big Jeff has. Big Jeff has that temperament, but he's got he's got bigger size, mm-hmm. and so that should be very special. The leg and a half thing was very very uh, accurate. Uh, I, I'm still shocked about how quickly he came back and what he was able to do. But you could you could see in that initial time when he came back, guys, he wasn't what he was, but now he is getting there. And now he also has that knowledge of that center guard triangle about what they're trying to do to him in there, you know, as as, as the plays unfold. And he, he learns a little bit more now about what to expect. Uh, I, I see nothing but really good things for Jeffrey Simmons. I think who those two – descriptions that you just read were pretty spot on in what they said so with that Danico Autry how much does that help out Big Jeff we talked about that a lot but when you look at some of the some of the scouting coming out of Indianapolis it's we want to see these really talented dudes without Danico Autry because it seems that the secret was out at least with the Indian with the with the Colts media and the team the, the guys that were covering that team that Autry was a huge part of what led to the success on defense for that squad yeah, Jay Mar, and he was. All you have to do is turn the tape on and watch it. Because to me, I really don't care what the guys' names are when I'm watching the tape. I just want to watch and see what they are doing. You know, when the ball snapped, and and this guy, this guy, he he showed up and he appeared a lot. The two games that we played him, every time that you 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 vetted film and started watching the opponent, you know, when I was getting ready for the broadcast, he was always doing something on the other side of the line of scrimmage. And so those kind of guys are just extremely valuable. Plus, when you look at him, he's a long guy. He's got a, he's got a build 
that he can he can move down inside. He can also play on the edge. You can do a lot of things with him. And here's the other thing, guys, that is important to me. This is a veteran player. This is a veteran battle-tested player in the National Football League that understands and knows how to and knows how to get it done. Putting that type of experience with Jeffrey Simmons, who is still gaining experience, because the first year that he had, I mean, he was really just treading water the first year he came in. That, to me, is going to be a huge help. But physically, Danico Autry is exactly what you want in a multiple-front defense. Coach, um, you, you bring up a point a, a little bit about new guys coming into the fold, and I always like to pick your your brain because you were in the front office, you were a coach, and, and I like to know how you guys think as a former player. So, first, sir, it's been a very interesting topic this offseason about what they're going to do with the tight end position. It seems to be he's going to be tight end number one. My question I have for you is, you know, when you're in that seat or you're in those uh, those those coaches' meetings and you're discussing personnel and you got a guy who's gone into a first-year starter role, like, what are the questions and concerns that you have for a guy? Not Ferguson in particular, but just in general. When it's a guy, I don't care if it's a guard, a tight end, a defensive tackle. When it's time for them to be, hey, we're going to roll with him if all things work out in camp. What's the mindset of the coaching staffs behind this type of decision to be made? What can we do to take what he does best and, and, and then form something with that to be able to help him? Don't try to make him what he is not. Okay. Okay. Be malleable and be flexible enough, you know, with your creativity and with the other weapons that you have, you know, that you have on offense, you know, and we, we this offense is going to run through the running game. It's mm-hmm. going to go through Derrick Henry. But the way you're going to deploy those other people and plus Ferkser, look, it, it, it's a square peg in the round hole type of thing. Mm-hmm. Do what he does best. He's got some real qualities that can, that can blend into an offense that can really help. But, don't put him in situations that are not ideal for him because you know what, Ramon, and just what you said, if it's not ideal for the player, right. then guess who it's not ideal for? It's not ideal for the team, mm-hmm. okay? So do what's ideal for the player within the framework of what you are doing and then build around that. The one thing that you always have to know, and you know this, you played for a lot of years, you cannot, you cannot just be – so you can't be static in the National Football League. You can't mm-hmm. be static as a coach, and you can't be inflexible with the way things go because, you know, you know, week to week in the National Football League because of who you have available, you have to do what's best to make you the best at that time. Right. So you've had this whole offseason now to figure out. And, and you know, plus, you know, uh, Todd's been here with mm-hmm. Ferkser. He knows what he can do best. And Ferkser is a smart guy. He can tell you what he does best, too. That's the other thing that's very important, and I found out real early in my young coaching career. You know, some you know the veteran players, the good coaches, they they have they have dialogues right. with their players about what they feel they can do best too. And now let's coalesce and come together and and make it all work for us. And so it's going to be interesting to watch and see. But he has got a skill set that can that can blend into what I believe this offense is going to be very very well. But don't put him in situations that are not good for him because right. if those situations aren't good for him, they're not good for the team. Coach, you've seen a lot. Uh, you've been around and you've been in nature quite a bit. You talk about coalescing and coming together. Have you ever seen turtles amidst mating practices? Yeah, and let me tell you something, guys. The bigger the turtles are, the further you need to get away from that. <laughs> <laughs> I learned, Coach Mack. 
my nine-year-old, I had to break it down to him, Coach. It wasn't, I wasn't ready for that conversation to be had, Coach Mack. Yeah, where, where were you, Ramon? We were at the San Diego Zoo, Coach, and we thought okay, the turtle okay, exhibit. Well, those, are, those are big turtles, yeah. You need, to, <laughs> you, need, you, need, you need to take little Ramon and take him back over to the Lego land while that's going on. <laughs> and, and we'll end it right there, Coach. Enjoy, enjoy the, the couple of days with, with family and loved ones. We look forward to getting you back, man. Enjoy yourself. See you guys. See you. See you. That's Coach Mack. You can plan on Farm Bureau Health Plans for better coverage, better rates, and better customer service. They've been providing Tennesseans with the home field advantage for almost 75 years. It's been a week. Yeah. It's been a week. But game show time is next. Ramon and birthdays. Oh, boy. Better it's next. Jay Martin, Ramon, 1045 The Zone. J. Martin Ramon, 104.5 is owned. You miss Coach Mac podcast. This is wherever you get your podcast. J. Martin Ramon, drop us a five-star review. That helps us to grow, helps us to populate and show up like the turtles population. Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, Caden Salter. Yep. Liberty. Liberty. That's where he's landed. Hugh Freeze is like, I'll take him. He might be all if right. His place there. for second chances, considering he got one there. Hugh Freeze looking at Caden Salter saying, let's let's see if we can make this work. I know you've been through, young sir. Hope the best for him. I still uh, It's bad news, but wish the best for him. Wish the best for him. Hopefully he learned what he needed to learn and still has a potential of, of having a solid career. Mm-hmm. You have no potential <laughs> for a solid career when it comes to this. I'm killing it today, man. I'm rested. I'm, I'm ready sure to you're extremely excited. I'm super excited. I hate I missed him. No, some good ones. He's too. a turtle level of excitement. I do. Chris Jones, thirty-one. Chris just throwing Jones. a couple of Luke McCown, forty. Okay. Just throwing, just running through the uh, football list real fast here. See if anything else just jumps out to me. <laughs> Paul Silas, great coach, seventy-eight, great player as well. Travis Best, former Georgia Tech star, forty-nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick Beverly, thirty-three. Yeah, the agitator. Yeah, very big agitator. Uh, Drew Gordon, thirty-one. Uh, Shay Gilgis Alexander, 23 today. Man, yeah. And Rodney Hudson is 32, making the top 10 list that we talked about earlier. Why? Well, I thought Rodney was older than that. 32. Dang. And now, Rachel Brosnahan is 31. Your favorite Rachel <laughs> Brosnahan role, yeah. on. I, I loved her in Black Swan, but she was better than the low down, dirty shame. <laughs> Neither one of those worked. She was in the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel on Amazon. Sounds about There's right to me. multiple Emmys. It felt right, said the turtle. It felt right. You couldn't have told me she wasn't in a low-down dirty shame. She was also in Louder Than Bombs, which is what you saw in San Diego with the turtle shells. It was. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Michelle Rodriguez is 42. Michelle Rodriguez. This one you should know. I was thinking you might. Did she play Selena? In the movie? Wow. Nope. Um, what about Waiting to Exhale? <laughs> what Choke, you're choking right now you need to exhale what do it like alex tucson <laughs> inhale big inhale <laughs> exhale through the mouth she's not the voiceover in uh family guy she's no, letty from good. fast and the furious ah that's why i thought I you missed might get other that. things i it's, thought you might too yeah i missed that one is she the aggravating like sister in there or something no i mean that jordan oh. it depends on which one you think she's the mm. one that's with dom yeah. A lot of the time. She's yes. the one that's kind of a heel for a little while, then comes yep. back in. Uh-huh. They think she's dead. She's alive. Yeah. Yeah. Her, okay. There we go. I, I, I wasn't wrong in that description. I was just wrong on the movie. Topher Grace is 43. Topher Grace? And no, that's not food. Yeah, no chance she gets this one. <laughs> he was the dude that shot um, 
Omar Epps and Higher Learning. Not it. Got a name like Tough. What about it wasn't in Set It Off? Uh, Who's in Wild Wild West with Will Smith? Nope. Neither one of them work. That 70s show. That 70s show. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. That was next. (laughs) Oh, oh, was it? (laughs) I wonder how long we would have had to let you guess before you got to that 70s show. You know what I think about you saying that? Yeah, that's some turd stuff right there. (laughs) That was my next guess. Brock Lesnar's 44. Hey, wrestling. Yeah, that, that I wasn't even going to ask you. Christy Yamaguchi is 50. Why do I know that name? Christy Yamaguchi. Skater? Yeah. Yay! Yay! Well done. Yay! That felt right. That felt right. Fed the turn. Anna Friel is 45. Anna Friel? Is in American Hustle? She sang the Star Spangled Banner at the NBA All-Star Game in 98. Couldn't even let me finish that one. No, because it was so bad. What about Midnight in Paris? No lie. Of all the stuff that I see right in front of me, other than Pushing Daisies, I haven't really heard of any of the stuff she's done. I could have been right. She was uh, Beth Jordash on the British soap opera Brookside. (laughs) Definitely not watching that. Cheryl Ladd is 70. Come on now. Come on now. Hey. This is uh, classic. Yeah, it is. In the notebook? <laughs> That's not classic. You said classic movie. I was thinking Dude, They notebook. don't even play this sound or this much in Family Feud. They don't. Yeah, because there are right answers from time to time. Occasionally. Hey, he Ramon got one today. I got True. one. She wasn't a mother in the Hacksaw Ridge. Oh, all right. Um, Help us out, Shafe. Who? One of Charlie's Angels. Yes. Please. Replace oh, Farrah Fawcett. I was going to say one of the Golden Girls next. Supermodel back in the day? Oh, yeah. uh, correct. Okay. From Huron, South Dakota. Wow. South Dakota? She was also the singing voice in uh, Josie and the Pussycats animated series. I didn't know that. I didn't either. Neither wow. did I. Clearly. <laughs> Jeff, big shock. Thanks for thanks for chiming in, Moan. I didn't either. That's interesting. Thanks, Mr. Obvious. Also, what's a Cheryl Ladd? <laughs> Richard Simmons is 73. The uh, workout artist. Hey, yeah. hey. Remember the podcast where he disappeared? <laughs> Like, where is Richard Simmons? Became, like, number really? one podcast in the world. Oh, get out of here. No got two today. Look what happens when you take over a week I'm off. Ready to go. Publicist, manager, go. brother, and two officers said 68-year-old is at home doing fine back in when that happened, now 73. Christine McVie is 78. Mm. Or McVie. Was in uh, Deadpool? No. Watch that over the weekend for the you first did? time, by the way. It's pretty yeah. funny. It's funny. Pretty good. Deadpool yeah. is pretty good, yeah. What then was love got to do with it? Who is it, uh, Shafe? Fleetwood Mac. Yep. You were doing that? so well with Fleetwood Mac, too. I was. You were. You even got Mick you got Fleetwood, Mick Fleetwood. Right. I wonder why. If you were going to get one, that's the one I would have. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> couldn't mess that one up. Magoo is 48. The rapper, yes. Timbaland and Magoo. That right. is three that's today. Three. Three. Thank you for not saying Mr. Magoo. No, I've actually. I used to love that movie. Sandy Patty is sixty-five. My mm. dad's excited about this. I was, was, so was my mom. Is that from uh, SpongeBob? Pretty, no, no, that's Patty from pretty pretty famous gospel singer. Oh, yeah, and that one. finally, I'll be very disappointed if you don't get this. Robin Wilson is fifty-six. Is that Owen Wilson's little brother? Robin Wilson. 
Bebe's kids. We're not even trying anymore. He's the lead singer of the Gin Blossoms. How do you not know that? The Gin Blossoms? I didn't, I didn't that. either. Is that a liquor? I didn't know that. I didn't either. I have the list in front of me. I, I, I like the Gin Blossoms, but I didn't know who their lead singer was. Is that what makes gin? Blossoms? Yeah. I don't think so. What makes gin? I don't know. I'm going to have to look it up. Juniper, I think. I'm, I watch. That's true. I can't, I can't that's, do this. That's true. Juniper. Kimberly Perry's 38. We'll do that one on the way out. Is that Katy Perry's older brother? No, it is not. <laughs> older brother? Singer guitarist of the band Perry, who you may know from Jason Fitz. Right. I actually introduced them onto a stage one. He left the, the band Opry. Perry to chase sports, and it worked out for him. Fitz? Yeah. Was in the band? Yeah, he was in the band Perry. Got a text him now and be like, hey, Fitz. He left music. He left a good music career. To, to see if he can make it work in sports. And hey, uh, yeah, it worked out pretty well for him. Six one five seven three seven one zero four five. We'll jump back into the quarterback list. Should Tannehill be in the top ten? Plus Jeremy Fowler, who's kind of putting all these lists together for ESPN, he will join us in the second segment. So a fun and big fourth hour coming up next. Jay Martin, Mel one zero four five. The Zone.